0: Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to The Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you will hear are both uplifting and challenging. Welcome to The Bridge. Myself, Are we good? I'm alive. Sorry about that. Um, guys, welcome to Bridge Vision Night, the first uh, high school service of 2020. And I'm excited to be here with you guys. Our theme for this year is Different 2020. And I'm going to be teaching you how to live the way of the exile. In 2020, just like that video displayed and showed, we are going to be people that, in fact, live different. I'm going to teach you guys what it means to live as exiles. The first thing I want you to see on the screen is that we will live as exiles. And this is a truth that I've been uh, uh, called by God to live, and I want to shepherd you to live in as well. And the truth is this, is that this life is not your own. And this, this world that you're in right now, it is not your home. But our life belongs to God and our home is in heaven, right? And so this exile theme, this is not just some cute like, idea that I came up with, but this is the theme of the entire Bible. And we're going to do a deeper study on this throughout the year and even deeper next week. But something I want you guys to just ask yourselves these questions for a second is, why do we struggle to be present? right why is there dissatisfaction in our soul with every earthly accolade or accomplishment we might get these things and and we might we might achieve these things but then the next day we wake up determined to achieve the next grade the next trophy degree the next like the next compliment or the next affirmation Why is it that no matter what I receive from this world, no matter what it gives me, I'm never actually fully content with what this world has to offer me? A really cool actor, Jeff Goldblum, he was uh, doing this special on sneakerhead culture, right? And he was explaining that these people, these consumers, myself included, that we all want stuff. But more than that, we want to want stuff. It's the pursuit of happiness. It's the date that's upcoming, the shopping tomorrow, the vacation pending on the calendar, or a new box from Amazon that is yet unopened. You guys know that your dopamine with getting a gift, this, this release, this, this pleasure uh, hormone that comes out of you, it's at its highest before you actually open and unwrap the gift, or when you're actually about to go hit purchase on that online order, or as you grab it off the shelf, that is when your joy is the fullest in that thing, but then after you receive it, your joy seems to dwindle and decrease. I think that sometimes, man, we can look back on our pasts, on our lives when we were younger. Maybe we love this show. We look back and said that times were easier, right? We look back in the past with such fondness, and we look to the future with expectancy. But I'll say it again, we struggle to be in the moment, to be all in wherever we're at. I can be on vacation on a cruise with my wife and with my new son in, in, in the Caribbean. And instead of being with her in that moment, I might be scrolling Instagram to see what y'all are up to back here in Melbourne, Florida, right? When it's like, I'm the one on the beach, right? Like, like how is this so? Why is it this way? Jesus was not like this. And we're going to be like Jesus. We're going to be different because he was all in wherever he was that. He lived his life on mission with a purpose. It says you guys can, uh, actually, if you guys could hand out your papers. I got the text um, actually printed out for you. I'm going to try to be doing that this year. Um, so so every, everyone needs, needs, needs a copy of this. It has my points for the evening. It has my scriptures. So if you guys could start handing that out and just passing it around, that would be awesome. Jesus, he lived his life on mission and with purpose. It says in Hebrews 13, 14, that it's, for this world is not our permanent home, but we are looking forward to a home yet to come. I'll say it again, listen, because I, I want you to explain to me, what does that mean in Hebrews 13, 14? It says, this world, this world is not a permanent home, but we are looking forward to a home yet to come. What is that? What is that in Hebrews? That this world's not our home, but we're looking forward to a world and home yet to come. What is that? What's the author referring to here? Heaven, Heaven. okay. So what does that say about this world? It's, temporary. it's, it's what? It's temporary, yeah. It's just this, 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 this little, fragile space of time and in the blimp of eternity right? It's such tiny thing, it's such tiny fragment, but we must steward it well. We must live with this conviction that this world is not permanent, so why would I want to store up treasures in this world? And that's why it's important for me to want to teach you that as an exile, you're going to only treasure what Christ has called you to treasure. As an exile, you're going to set aside the weight that is weighing you down to Win the race that Jesus Christ has put you on as an exile. I'm gonna teach you about how you are an exile. And as an exile, you'll come alive. You're gonna discover that you're these regenerated people. You're gonna become the regenerated people that you already are, the new creations in Christ that you already are. Guys, do you think, let me ask you this question. Do you think that you are an exile or are you becoming an exile? Do you guys think that you are an exile or that we're becoming exiles? Do you believe that you are a new creation or are you becoming a new creation? It's a challenging question. What do you think? Could be both. Yeah. But the truth is that Jesus... He's already transformed your heart. He's already removed this heart of stone, it explains in Ezekiel, and he's replaced you with a new heart. You're already his son. You're already his daughter. You're already a new creation. And if Jesus Christ is your Lord, then in that moment, this world became no longer your home, but you became citizens of the kingdom in heaven. I want to teach you guys as exiles that you will live different in the culture. And I don't want to tell you to try to become something. I simply want to teach you to become who you already are. So in 2020, yes, the first thing that we saw is that we will live as exiles. But the next thing I want you to understand is this, is that we will gather and then we will scatter. That's how we are going to operate in the bridge youth ministry. Has anyone ever seen the movie Force Gump? Okay, who has not seen it? Be ready to be spoiled. It's on you. If you haven't seen it, it's like 30 years old at this point, right? But what is the name? And you may have heard this illustration from him before, because it's one of my most favorite illustrations. Um, but what, what, what is the name of uh, the, the girl that Forrest likes? Jenny. Jenny. Have you got, do you guys know where I'm going with this? Okay, you don't. You never heard that. Thank, praise the Lord. Okay, good. Okay, so Forrest, he loves this young lady named Jenny, right? And, and Forrest, he, he goes to meet Jenny and he's always chasing her and, and she's always kind of rejecting him. She's always kind of stringing him along. She's always pursuing other things of the world. When Forrest, he really is just pursuing her love, but it never really seems to work out. But he, Forrest, he goes to Jenny and explains, I've enlisted in, uh, in, in the military and I'm gonna go off to the Vietnam War to fight. And in this moment, Jenny, she's concerned with Forrest and she begins to explain, Forrest, Don't be a hero out there. When trouble goes down, you run. You get to a place of safety. And that's not a bad thing. Please put up the next slide for me on the screen when I said that we will gather, then scatter right? That's not a bad thing at all. We got to gather here together. We got to get to this place of safety. We have to come together in the house of God, right? You can't help people until you're saved. You can't throw someone a life preserver until you're actually floating yourself. You have to first receive salvation. We first have to gather here, right? Man, you're not called to do life alone, right? You're not called to deal with your sick parent or divorced parent situation on your own, right? You're not called to deal with just hard relationship issues on your own, right? You're not called to even deal with your poverty on your own, right? You're supposed to bring that to us, and as a church, we're supposed to help and be community to one another. We're called as a church, and this is how we're going to be, to gather together, but then ultimately we're going to scatter, It says, please look at your text in Acts 2.42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. We are called to, yes, gather together. Right? So through the trials of this school year in 2020 for you and in your life, I want this place to be your sanctuary. I want this place to be your refuge. I want this place to be your shelter. I don't want you to carry your burdens alone. And I want to be your shepherd to help you discover God's direction for your life, right? And I think the joy that we share in this place is gonna be extremely special. Like, man, guys, I'm so glad to be off break and back together with you guys again. Aren't you guys happy to be back I'm, I'm happy to be here, but this is only a beautiful shadow of what is to come in our true home. But why we gather here on Tuesday night, we can't stay in this place of refuge. We can't keep these truths that we're learning here, because if that's all it is, and this is pointless, then, then I don't even want to gather. If what I teach you stays in this room, then, then, then I'm troubled by that, and we ought to be as well. But we have to go back out. We gather. That's good. But then we scatter back out together. We have to go back out, and we have to save the lost, right? It's going to cost you something, right? Like Jesus, he, he, he would say something challenging like that to his followers, and you know what would happen? A lot of them would leave. Like, like there'd be a large crowd, and then he'd say, this is what we're gonna do, and sometimes only the 12 would remain. And I don't believe that to be true of the bridge. I, I look at this group, and, and, and I feel not alone. I feel not alone as a pastor. I feel, I feel like I'm not, I'm not just trying to, trying, to, uh, trying to get you guys to muster up some strength and do something. No, you guys are in, and I love that about you, but we have to go back out, and we have to save the loss, and it's gonna cost us something. It's gonna cost us our life, our whole life. It's gonna cost us everything. It's gonna cost us any earthly dreams or desires, but here's what God has to say to you is this, is that he wants you to dream bigger than your dreams. It's not that they were too big, but it's that they were too small, right? Something that um, uh, John F. Kennedy before, uh, said before we launched um, uh, to, 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 to go on the first mission to space is that we don't do things because they are easy, but we do them because they are hard, right? What I'm challenging us to do in 2020 will be hard, right? And, and the astronauts stated just that, but we need to shoot beyond that. that, that that's, that's something that man can do in their own strength. I'm talking about going after the impossible things, which only God can do. So let me please bring you back to the narrative of Forrest Gump now for a second. We went from John F. Kennedy to Forrest Gump. That's a tough transition, Forrest, he listened to Jenny, he's in Vietnam. They start getting lit up with machine guns and he drops everything and he runs and he runs and he runs, right? He gets to this place of safety. He gets to this place in in the jungle when there's no more gunshots, right? There's, There's no more enemy around. But he said this beautiful thing, which I want you to realize, Christian. He said, I was all by myself and that was a bad thing. Do you understand that? See, if you're by yourself in here, and yeah, you might be with people, but if there's no one else around you that needs help or needs Jesus, if you stay in that place, that is a bad thing. Satan wants you to stay in a safe place. He doesn't want you to go back out into the jungle. He's like, just go on Tuesday. Just go on Sunday with Pastor Mark or Pastor Jackson, right? Only go to the churchy things. Don't invite God into your school. Don't invite God into your neighbor, neighborhood. Keep him in the, the walls of Calvary Chapel, But for us, he had this conviction when he got to that place of safety. This is good, but we have to go back out. For us, he said when he was in that place of safety, Bubba, my friend, think of your friend right now that doesn't know Jesus, or maybe they've wandered away. Think of that person. He said, Bubba was all by himself, but I had to go back and make sure that he was okay. So so Forrest, yeah, he's to the sanctuary, to so that place of safety, but he goes back out into the jungle and it says that on his way back, there was a boy lying there on the ground hurting, crying out. And Forrest said this, I couldn't leave him there the way that he was. And so he would rescue that person, get him back to this place of safety, but he didn't forget his friend. You can't forget your friend when you're on mission going out. You're going to win other souls along the way. You're going to get him here, but you're living life on mission and on purpose attempting to win that soul for that person. And Forrest, he says, every time I went back out looking for my friend Bubba, someone was saying, Forrest, help me, help me. And I pray that's how it shakes out for you and me when we are on mission together. Because as recipients of grace, you've received the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, the salvation of your souls. You have that if Jesus Christ is your Lord and the master of your life. But it can't stay there. As recipients of grace, we ought to be extenders of grace. As saved people, we must save people. But I know you can agree with me on this, is that don't you know that person that doesn't want to be saved, right? They reject the gospel. They're not having it. They think that our God is unloving, which he is loving. They think that our God is unfair, but in fact, he's the most fair. He loves us so much, he couldn't live without us, so he sent his his only son. But some people will reject this truth, and that's okay. We can't let rejection, persecution, or fear stop us. Please read in 1 Peter 3 with me for a second. Peter writes, Now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? Man, if, if you're eager to do good to somebody... Peter's writing. Who's going to want to hurt you for that? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it, because that's who we're here to please. I'm not here to please man, right? I'm here to please God, because I want his reward. So Peter says, so don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope, which I pray they do, and you know what? Though so No one really ever comes and asks, and that's what I want to teach you, is that we got to go kick down the doors. we got to start knocking on the, pe- the doors of people's hearts and talking and conversing with them. But if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and a respectful way, right? We're not going to go out and say, hey, you, you're, you're, you're a big idiot because Jesus isn't your Lord, right? We're not going to be like, you know, whatever cruel thing that, or whatever sin they have in their life. We're not going to expose that and then shame them for it and think we're going to shame them into loving Jesus. But no, it's the love of Jesus that compels us that we must extend. It's the gentleness of God when we respect him. And it says, keep your conscience clear. There might be parts of our lives that as Christians, that our conscience is not clear and, but yet we're still participating in. man, man we're going to crucify that out of our life. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. And uh, does anyone remember the name of Forrest Gump's lieutenant? Lieutenant Dan, Dan, that's (laughs) right. You know what what Lieutenant Dan said to Forrest when he attempted to save him in the jungle? Leave Leave me, you idiot, right? Remember Peter said, don't let their threats stop you or their harm hold you back. You see, our job as you go out into the jungle. Our job is to share the gospel. Our job is to invite people to church. Our job is to pray for them, but the decision is whose? It's theirs. It's theirs to make. Your job, you can't win one soul. You cannot. You are not empowered to do that. You are empowered to bring the gospel. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to present it to them, but only the Spirit can win and convict a soul for Jesus Christ right? But our job, we are commanded to go out and give them that opportunity. There will be opposition. There will be rejection, but it doesn't stop us. Why? Because there's still people out there who need to be saved. You can't let one bad moment stop you. But you know what the truth is? We never even enter into the bad moment. We never even give that bad moment or that threat or that person an opportunity because we're too scared to even do it in the the first place. Satan is a deceiver, so he makes us think of this imaginary person that we see in God's not dead and think that's how it is when when that's like some uh, interesting movie, right? And then the truth is, we never even give somebody a chance to shut us down, right? And we ought to. See, see, yes, Lieutenant Dan, Forrest saves him anyway, right? And he gets him back to that place of safety, right? But he goes back out into the jungle again because he remembered that one person that was on his heart, that was his friend, Bubba. He gets to Bubba and he tries to save him. And Bubba explains this when Forrest gets to him. What does he say? Delaney, you can't say, because you know someone else to Go. Do you know what Bubba says to Forrest after he's saved? He says, I want to go home. I want to go home. And I think that's the way we feel sometimes, you know? It's the tragic part in the film when Bubba passes away. That's the last words that he has. But I want that to be the conviction that's on my heart and that's on your heart that man, we're entering into society carrying the banner of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior saying, look, we all need to be saved and we invite you to be a part of our family too, right? But I don't want you to get too comfortable in this world. I want us to have the same conviction as exiles. Our conviction is that is that we are longing for a better home. We are not natives here. Our homeland is in heaven and one day again in the new earth, This is not our home. We are here for a little while. We must discover our gifting. You must discover your calling because it's in you. You have one. So please, in 2020, let's unveil it together and let's just not talk about it. Let's use it because impossible things happen when we step into what God has for us. And man, that sounds really nice, Jackson. But how does that actually apply to my life? You know what? I think that church attendance is not optional anymore. When it comes between going and sitting under uh, uh, the authority of God's word from a pastor or, or doing something else that's of this world, I will not uh, choose that other thing. No, I know church attendance is not optional for me anymore. I wanna bring the wounded to the bridge. I wanna bring the wounded to Calvary Chapel or whatever church is preaching the blood of Jesus Christ, but then I'm going back out. So what does that look like? Church attendance isn't optional for us anymore, but in 2020, we're doing 10 outreaches in the community this year, right? We started with three at the end of last year and, and, and they, were, they, were, they were beautiful, I loved it. And we're doing 10, we're doing seven more on top of that even this year, right? I, I want to know you. I don't wanna just know your name and what school you go to. I wanna know your gifting this year. Right? I want to know about you. I want to know how you're gifted and wired and called. and this, 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 like I, We're going to build something I call a bridge profile on you. Right? like I want to gather this information. Right? I don't want to keep things surface level. Right? So, so in groups, we're going to send you home tonight with um, a spiritual gifts test. And, and I know we did that already, but that was mostly for, for you just to know. But now I want to know. And we should do those every year because they, they can change. We grow as we grow in the Lord. Sometimes our giftings can change. Right? So you're gonna do that in groups tonight. And then the next thing I want you to see on the screen that we're gonna do is every service, we're gonna pray this exile scripture over our life. Please put the scripture up on the screen. That is first Peter 2. It says, but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood. How great and healthy is that for me? If nothing else happens, if you're praying over each other, the word of God that doesn't return void, saying you're chosen, you're not rejected, letting you know that you're royalty, you're not your past, and you're not your accolades, and you're not your failures, but no, you are royalty in the family of God, and you're a holy nation. You're God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you would not receive mercy, but now you have received mercy, living godly lives in a pagan society. Man, we're gonna pray that over each other so that we can remember, man, this life is not my own. I'm just passing through. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles, I wanna abstain from sinful desires which wage war against my soul, but I'm gonna live such good lives among the natives because you're not a native, but people who don't yet know Jesus are that though they accuse me of doing wrong, they're gonna see my good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. That's what, this is what we're going. This is, what, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. The next thing I want you to see is that we're going to complete the whole New Testament in 2020, right? And I'm giving you the opportunity. I want you. This is starting tomorrow, right? And I was praying and seeking the Lord on it. Complete transparency. I set out to read the whole Bible last year, right? And I failed in it. Right? I I, I just, I, couldn't, I didn't keep up with it. I got behind and I got discouraged and, and went back to some other things. Right? And um, I want your accountability in my life to start with with a win this year of we're going to do the New Testament together. Right? I'm, in, I'm inviting you to hold me accountable and I would like to also hold you accountable. This is where we're going to start. We're going to read the whole New Testament. And then next year we're going to build upon that. We're going to add the Old Testament to it. Right? This is starting tomorrow. I challenge you to text this in and if you're not a um, Uh, like an online U version person, that's okay. That's why we handed out those papers we gave you so you can follow along. But the thing is, is I still desire to hold you accountable to this, right? And this is how I'm gonna do that is through this. So even if you go and read it privately and you just go and check it off, I can know, be like, okay, cool. This student is on track. This student is on track. I don't need to like drop him a text, be like, hey, yo, night's winding down. Don't get behind in this thing. And what's cool about the plan that we're doing is that it's, it's set up to where if you miss two days a week, you're, you're still gonna cl- complete the New Testament. It gets you caught up. It gives you two days of grace every week, which, which is gonna be really helpful, I assure you, in us getting this done. But why are we doing this? Is because without the word, we can do nothing. Without the word, we are vulnerable to the fiery arrows of the enemy. Without the word, we don't know the Father. Guys, this is how God speaks. God speaks, the creator of the universe, loves you as his own, and he's gonna speak directly to us through this text. Without the word, we give up our calling to cut off Satan's head and crucify sin out of our life, right? Do you want that? I want that. Like I believe that Satan, we're giving him way too much credit and I'm sick of it. We are not living like this anymore as exiles. So I invite you, I want you to join me in all these things, but this included to complete the New Testament in 2020. In 2 Corinthians, I do believe what it says in that we are a regenerated people, that we are new creations. I I, I don't feel like I understood that last year, and God's revealing that to me this year, that, that we're not the same. We're new people, that we don't have to suffer from these carnal desires. I don't have to engage and indulge in these sinful desires which wage war against my soul, right? Do you believe that? Do you believe that you really are a new creation? That you're not the same creation that came out of the womb that you were born, but that your soul is new, right? Do you believe that or is that, is that all like, like just, just like some crazy, crazy thing that we read about that we don't actually buy into, right? You're going to overcome addiction. I'm certain of it when we step into who we are as exiles, right? You're going to overcome uh, maybe past, like just regret or remorse, things you shouldn't be holding on to anymore. And you're going to overcome fear, and you're gonna not give in to the things that are holding you back any longer when you start living this. I believe God in his word in Ephesians three twenty when he says, I'm gonna do immeasurably greater things than anything you could ever ask or imagine, right? I believe it to be true, right? Do you believe it? Ask your soul that in this moment. Brian Saylor, who's over the whole youth center, he casts this vision in 2020, right? And we're all partnering in it together, the, 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 this youth ministry, the YOU after school ministry, the Harbor, we're all partnering in this. And this is a big thing. Because Brian explained that a good vision should be so God-sized that it will fail apart from him. So our vision, point four is this, is that we will invite every single youth and young adult on the space coast to walk with Jesus, right? Like, does that, does that sound cool? Is that just something we're gonna put on paper? I say we live it. I'm challenging you as your shepherd. I want to lead you into this place, into this moment. The question of is, should I share my faith with that person or not share? It's flying out the window now, and it's getting replaced with, if I haven't shared with that person yet, I am now going to, right? We are removing excuses and saying, God, I'm going to step out because I know when I do that you, in fact, step up, right? This hasn't been fun for me so far in January 2020, right? It's going well, it's going well, but it's also not very fun, right? Man, I've shared with more people this year than all of last year, right? Because I'm accepting the challenge. I'm, I want to practice what I preach. I, don't, I can't lead you to places where I'm not going myself, right? And I don't say that, uh, but, but only to encourage you and say, come with me. Follow me as I follow Christ, right? Why? Because what is at stake? It says in Psalms 16, verse 4, is the sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply, Right? Man, the clock is ticking. And as the clock ticks, it only gets worse and worse for the non-believer. And their heart becomes harder and harder, and their life begins to fall apart more and more. Same for you and I, Christian. If we stay these spiritual infants, never stepping into these deeper waters, our life, man, man, we might barely have salvation. Man, but that's a dangerous place to be if we don't start growing up in our faith. I don't want to stand before God. That's too risky, right? I'm not going out like that because one day. The lost will stand before God, and so will you and I. And it's either one of two things, right? they either are going to have Jesus with them, or Jesus will not be interceding for them. It's one of the two things. And he'll say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I believe that's you, Christian, right? But if there's an unbeliever in this room, how it's going down is the Father will say to you, depart from me because I never knew you, right? Man, man th- this is what's on the table, right? And that's not okay in 2020 to say, but that is the unchanging word of God, right? And I don't want to see somebody I love that's a great person stand before God confused because we never told them the truth about the fact that they needed a savior, and I don't want to be in that place myself. We have to get to a place where we really are convicted by this, and we believe this, right? We have to pray that God breaks our heart for the lost. We might not care, right? But you be—you got to say, God, I don't care about people if they're going to heaven or not. Ask yourself, do you care? i got to ask myself is, do I care if people are going to spend eternity in hell or not, right? Because if I'm not sharing, if I'm not telling people, then I don't care. And I, don't, I want to care. I want to obey God. I know that's what's best for my life because I'm in exile. I'm not becoming an exile. I am one, and I got to start living like one now. And get this. Guys, I'm going to teach you how, right? I and mean, that's, what, that's what we're doing in this month of January. I'm just teaching you how to share Jesus without seeming like a big, fat weirdo. All right? And you know what? The thing is, I, I think the gospel alone, I don't know how you can walk away without being a weirdo or a freak, you know what you're going to tell people is that there was this Jewish guy 2,000 years ago who was dead for three days, and, uh, and, that, and he got out of uh, a grave, and then he went up to heaven, and then he came back again, and then he's coming back one more time, except that uh, it's with uh, a bunch of horses and chariots of fire, right? So it's like, that's, that's what we believe, right? And I do believe it, right? But, but the truth is, is that eternity is written on the heart of every single man and woman, Right? Man, your job is to deliver the message, but the message is already written on their heart. You just must bring the fire of the Holy Spirit to illuminate it to them again. And then it's going to be up to them to listen to the Holy Spirit or not. We have to walk with Jesus ourselves, right? Man, we're not ditching the four D's, right? The the decision value, the direction value, the discipleship value, the devotion value, right? Man, we're going to help people have the decision value that Jesus Christ is my Lord in their life, right? We're not called to make converts only, right? And not only do we want them to be saved, but we want them to be discipled as well. So we're going to save them in the streets, but then we're going to bring them in the refuge to to, to be like us where we gather and then we scatter back out again. We're going to invite them, right? And you got to understand that some of us are going to plant seeds of Jesus Christ. And some of us, uh, I'm going to come up behind you, I'm going to water upon that seed, but it's only God who gives the increase, Right? Remember I said, you can't save anyone's soul. Only the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus Christ can do that. It's not on you. Take the pressure off you. Satan's trying to put it on you, but it's not your yoke or burden to carry. So let's be excited about this. Peyton and the band, if you guys could please come up as I uh, usher everyone in to um, a place of prayer right now. Is, that, is this kind of convicting is this, is this challenging? Like, like the idea that we're gonna invite every youth and young adult on the Space Coast to church. We're gonna share the gospel of Jesus Christ with every youth on the Space Coast, right? I mean, I'm saying, guys, it's time that we stop only being hearers of the word, right? I'm saying in 2020, I'm going to be a doer as well. And you know what's cool? is like, I said it once and I wanna say it again. Is like, I've been sharpened by you, in this conviction, right? I've heard from you in this way. I've been pushed and challenged by you saying, we wanna go out. We don't want to stay inside the walls. We wanna go into the deeper waters, right? So I'm not scared about this, right? First off, I know that God is with us, so I have no fear. But I also know I'm not just an arm all by myself, but I have the full body of Christ that is sincerely with me, and that's you, and you've already proven it. so so just be encouraged and be excited that we as a church not single units any longer are going to go out being different together in 2020 we are going to be exiles together so you guys let's worship please stand with me and and before you come up i know you're going to come up but man man how do you want to enter into 2020 right and i i was thinking in in worship right now i want to go in worshiping right man man, how do i want to start the first service worshiping my arms extended saying here i am god use me and and when we hold our hands up we're saying god i surrender i surrender my comfort my will my desires but god i submit to whatever it is that you want father so 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 when i get off the stage you're going to come forward and i want you to say god i submit i surrender not my will but your will i am an exile i am a new creation not trying to become one, but because I am one. Let's enter in this time of worship. Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to know more about the bridge, please follow us on Instagram at we are the bridge. Also, if you need prayer, feel free to send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.